Welcome to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks very much for tuning in. We are going to talk about the polls today, the polls and the pollsters who produce the polls. This is a very contentious topic, and I think if there's anything we can all agree on, it seems that the polls occupy sort of a center space for much of the campaigns and certainly the few days right before we cast our ballots on Election Day. Right now in the presidential race, I think it's fair to say that it looks like it could be anyone's race, even though Joe Biden is leading and has been leading in almost all of the polls for a long time. A lot of those polls are within the margin of error, which means that they could produce a different result. Donald Trump could be higher than he shows in the polls and Joe Biden could be lower to an extent that would deliver yet another victory to the president. But let me give you an example of how confusing it is if you're just trying to find out what the polls actually say right now. If you go into Google and type in presidential polls, here's just a sampling of what pops up. One headline says, don't believe the polls. Trump is winning. Meanwhile, another headline reads, Biden leads Trump in polls as election reaches final stage. And then there's this one. Biden is leading Trump in 2020 polls, but expect Election Day to be a repeat of 2016. So who are we supposed to believe and what are we supposed to believe? Especially since 2016 went so differently than what some of the polls had forecast. Here to talk with me about what pollsters have learned since 2016 and if any of these aforementioned headlines actually hold any weight, are two people who have been in the field of presidential polling for a really long time. Tim Kiska is a University of Michigan Dearborn associate journalism professor who does tracking on sample counties across the state on election night. He will help direct election night coverage for the Detroit Free Press, just as he has for many years. Tim, welcome to Detroit Today. Hello, Stephen. And also with us is Bernie Porn. He is a veteran pollster based in Lansing, who is a partner and president of the Epic MRA Polling Agency. Bernie, welcome to Detroit Today. Glad to be with you, Stephen. So, Tim, I'm going to start with you, and I'm going to go back to election night 2016. Both of us were there in the Free oh, Press yeah. newsroom when the polls closed here in Michigan, and you started doing the work that you do every four years, looking at these sample counties across the state, trying to figure out what they told us about the outcome. Uh, I, I will never forget, I think, the moment where you said, all right, I think we're good to call the race. And we did. We projected a win for Hillary Clinton here in Michigan. That, of course, turned out not to be the case. We had to pull that back and uh, the votes had to come in. It was a pretty, pretty uh, uncomfortable moment, I think, for everybody who was there. But let's go back to that moment and tell, tell me what you saw in the work that you do that said Hillary Clinton was the winner here in Michigan. And then tell me how it went wrong and that Donald Trump ended up, uh, ended up being the person who got the most votes. 
Sure, uncomfortable. I, I think that's, that's <laughs> it's an understatement. I'm yeah. being nice. <laughs> you, you saw it. I think you were probably pulling me away from <laughs> the Ambassador Bridge at some yeah. point. No, I was sitting there. Um, we send people out to 80 precincts across the state, and uh, on election night, and they call us with the numbers from the precincts. We had 65 of them in, and that 65 was it looked to me like a pretty good sampling of the state in general. In other words, if we had used that same 65 four years earlier, we would have been about two-tenths of one percentage point off. I was looking at a uh, Hillary Clinton plus three number, and the thinking was in these last 15, if they voted even remotely as they did uh, four years earlier, we were, I mean, something like a 99% probability that we were right. (laughs) But, duh, wrong. Uh, that 115, if I had to relive all of that, I was looking at, I should have noticed that there were some heavy rural precincts, and particularly, uh, I remember this precinct uh, for the rest of my life, Precinct 15 in Chesterfield Township in Macomb County. And those did not, I mean, they voted a lot more, uh, you know, in bigger numbers for Trump than, than, than they've done Republicans before. So, what happened is, I, if I had to do over again, if I we had waited about an hour, maybe even a half an hour, yeah. I would have gone, you know, this thing is way too close to call because ultimately we were only off like about two tenths. At 11 o'clock, my numbers were about two tenths of one percentage point off. But, you know, by that time, the genie was already out of the bottle. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's that's what happened. I mean, it looked like a good idea at the time. Hillary plus three, which kind of matched what the last polls had been doing you know, in the days leading up to the, so that's what I did. And, uh, I was wrong. And, uh, so, so, um, you know, again, I mean, we were, we were, we were both there when this happened. And Mm -hmm. what I remember being slightly different than what had been done in, in previous years was Mm -hmm. the, was the quickness with which we reacted to the information. And, and you, you alluded to this just now, if we'd waited 15, 20 minutes even uh, after after deciding that that the outcome was was pretty well uh, firmed up, I think we would have we would have made a, a different kind of, of decision. And and there was a rush to try to be first with the news that Michigan had gone for Clinton. That that I will forever be kicking myself for not having stood up and said, you know what. We probably we normally would wait. We normally would have waited that 15 or 30 minutes. Uh, we were early in 2016 with the projection. And and I think, you know, I mean, lesson learned, obviously, right. uh, for everybody. But but that was different than the way we had done it uh, in the past. Well, a couple of things. You shouldn't be kicking yourself. I mean, it was me. Uh, I'm the one who made the recommendation. So, you know, I'm, you know, uh, but the other thing is that um, – for better, for worse, I'm, I'm, you know, I've been in journalism all my life. I am bred as a fire horse. I want to be first. Now, I want to be right. Right. But, you know, and so I was not pushing myself as much as saying, okay, this is, we, we, we can do this. And, and, uh, and I think that it's that self-imposed, it was that self-imposed thing more than anything else. Uh, and and uh, I probably should have waited. Not probably, I should have waited. No question about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's you know I think we're getting out of that. I don't know if we're going to cover this later, but we're not going to be doing that at Free Press because right. uh, 
the executive editor of the paper, Peter Maria, is right now, I mean, he said, okay, we're not going to call this thing until AP makes its declaration. Right. And that, and usually they're, they're very cautious, uh, and, and we're, I think that's a good move because I think that a bad call this time around, I don't want to sound overly dramatic, but I think this could damage democracy. In other words, if we stand up there and say, well, it's Biden, and it turns out to be Trump, um, you know, in this state, well, I think the pitchforks, you know, and the torches come out for me uh, for good reason. And so we're, (laughs) so we're, no, we're, you know, I think lesson, believe me, lesson learned. I've been doing this in 74. That was the only one I ever got wrong, but it was a big one. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, uh, so Bernie, I want to go to the current polling and the current situation. Yesterday, Free Press and Epic MRA released your final poll in the presidential race, and it says Trump trails Biden by seven points. But the race, of course, is narrowing. So tell us about that poll. Put it in the context of past polls and other polls being released released in Michigan right now. As I said in the open there has not been a poll that shows the president ahead of Joe Biden uh, in, in in Michigan or nationally uh, that that I've seen. But they are many of them are within the margin of error, which means that uh, they could produce an outcome that that favors the, the president. But but give us an idea of this seven point gap that is reported in your poll uh, as of as of this weekend. Well, we have had uh, as much as a 16 point lead uh, uh, for uh, Joe Biden over Donald Trump, and that was the uh, uh, the one day later in a poll that we had uh, where uh, it had shown the uh, uh, scene uh, from St. John's Church where uh, President Trump had uh, shown the Bible and, uh, and crowds had been dispersed, and uh, that jumped uh, uh, by about five points uh, from uh, a tw- or four points from a 12-point lead we had before. The current poll at seven points, 48 to 41 percent, is down from a nine-point lead before. And uh, prior to that, we had 48, like two, three polls were 48 to 39, and it was very, very consistent. And that's the other thing about polls now is that most of them are very consistent, with the exception of I think Trafalgar in all of the states, declares uh, uh, based on uh, their unique way of looking at what they call the, the shy uh, Trump voters, right. uh, right. uh, that uh, they show Trump in the lead, where thousands of uh, interviews are showing uh, that uh, Biden is in the lead uh, in a great many states, including Michigan. And uh, it is, uh, I think, uh, uh, much different than 2016 in a variety of ways. First of all, uh, I think uh, a lot of the pollsters thought that they needed to uh, uh, wait education because uh, many pollsters had higher college educated voters than non-college educated voters. And we feel feel confident in our polls. We have not had to re-weight, but uh, we end up with, just by the way we pull our sample, with more non-college educated voters than college-educated voters. This most recent poll showed 60% without a college education, which is right about 
actually it's a little higher without a college education than uh, what uh, you normally look for. We normally end up in the 55% range without a college education, which is about where you should be. So uh, that has not been a problem for us. The other thing is that Joe Biden is not Hillary Clinton. And Hillary Clinton had higher unfavorables than favorables. Hmm. And our last poll, uh, with a week to go, uh, showed a four-point lead for Hillary Clinton, 42 to 38, and there was a huge undecided. And in none of these current polls does it show more than like uh, five or six percent, and now many of them are down to two or three percent undecided. So even if Donald Trump won all of the undecided voters, he still would come up short even in some of these that are seven-point leads. Mm -hmm. And so things are much different. Uh, Joe Biden is uh, having uh, you know, 51 52% favorability ratings, while at the same time Donald Trump, in our most recent poll, had 54% unfavorable. His job rating was 56% negative. And on other measurements, uh, for example, uh, we tested whether or not people thought it was appropriate or inappropriate for the uh, comments made by Donald Trump at the Muskegon gathering, where he uh, said, lock them all up when people were saying, lock up uh, uh, Governor uh, Whitmer. Mm -hmm. And uh, we had 63% in Michigan saying that that was inappropriate. However, among those voters who are still undecided in the presidential race, 87% said that uh, uh, the uh, comments made by the president were inappropriate. And also among those 53, those undecided voters, 53%, just one point below the overall numbers, have an unfavorable opinion of uh, Donald Trump. 57% give him a negative job rating. And 49% uh, have a favorable opinion, 20% unfavorable, of uh, Joe Biden. So I think based on all of the collective responses to questions that those folks who are still undecided, if they lean toward one candidate or the other, it's likely to lean more toward Joe Biden than uh, toward uh, Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. uh, and then uh, the other thing is when you look at 538 uh, with Nate Silver, who sure. is uh, from uh, uh, East Lansing, he has, based on all of their simulations, about a 90% chance that uh, Trump will be elected uh, uh, president and uh, and this time, there would have to be much more dramatic error in terms of the polling than there would be, uh, than there than there was back in in uh, 2016. And actually, we feel kind of good about our poll because we had an 11 point lead, and then with Hillary's 9/11 uh, uh, health scare, she dropped down to only a three point lead, which told us it was it was a very uh, vulnerable. She was very vulnerable to. Uh, to uh, uh, trends uh, in the news. And then she was back up to an 11-point lead, and then after the, the WikiLeaks news, it dropped down to seven points. And then with one week to go following the Comey letter, it was four points. And given the trajectory, we said this is going to be a very close election. And uh, it could depend on whether or not African Americans turned out uh, in Detroit. And sure enough, uh, there are 58,000 African American voters who voted in 2016 or 2012? I'm sorry, 2012. Who did not did not participate in the 2016 election? Mm -hmm. We also had 620,000 voters based on our database, who uh, uh, 
uh, voted in 2012, but did not vote in 2016. So there was a problem uh, uh, with Hillary turning out uh, voters. And now, because of the pandemic, you're seeing a tremendous uh, participation in the election, which will end up probably much higher than even the 2008 election, where uh, Barack Obama had uh, uh, over 5, 000, 5 million people voting in Michigan. It could be 5-5 five, five, or maybe even up to 6 million wow. participating in this election. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. I'm talking with Tim Kiska uh, and Bernie Porn about polling and the polls, what they say about the presidential election, which will be decided or at least partially decided. Uh, we'll begin deciding it maybe tomorrow. Uh, we're also just uh, talking about polling generally and how much reliance people put on polls, what we've learned since 2016 when uh, there were some projections that uh, were wrong about what would happen here in Michigan, what would happen nationally. Uh, and we want to hear from you as well. What are you making of the polls? Do you follow polls still? Are you putting a lot of stock in what you see uh, from the polls about this presidential election? Do you trust them more than you did or less than you did in 2016? Uh, and if not, give me an idea of what indicators you do use to try to determine who you think will win. What tells you what's going on in people's minds and the way that they're voting? As always, the number here on the phones is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to Facebook and Twitter, put comments there, and uh, we'll work you into the conversation. In a little bit, we're going to welcome Congresswoman Debbie Dingell to the show to talk about uh, the conversation that she and I had four years ago, all during the campaign, where she kept telling me Donald Trump has a very good chance of winning Michigan. And in fact, right before the election, she said he would win Michigan. I'll figure out what she's thinking now, and we'll talk about what told her then uh, what was going to happen. But again, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. Uh, Bernie, before we get to callers, I want to give you just a little time to talk about this weighting that you're talking about. This Trafalgar poll that says Trump is up three here in Michigan is using a really different process than most polls. And they're talking about these, quote, shy Trump voters. Uh, compare that method to the way that, that you're looking at, at things here in the state. Well, I'm still not quite sure what Trafalgar uses. And uh, uh, since they are a company that uh, they have directly done uh, uh, survey research work for Donald Trump, I, uh, uh, to a large extent, dismiss uh, uh, their polls, notwithstanding the fact that in 2016, because they always say that Trump is winning, he did, in fact, they did, in fact, uh, correctly call the, uh, the election in 2016. But, of course, you know, a broken clock is right twice a day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, so uh, uh, I would not uh, uh, compare it exactly to that, but uh, I oh. thought of that uh, comparison uh, uh, when I uh, learned that uh, they had done work directly for uh, for Donald Trump. But what what, uh, what do you make of this idea that that maybe there are people who are reluctant to actually tell you the truth about what they're doing, and that that introduces error into into regular polling numbers? Well, I know that uh, Nate Silver did a very extensive uh, level of research on that and uh, dismissed it, and. 
I, as I think of uh, Trump voters uh, and uh, their uh, behavior and uh, uh, I guess uh, following of, uh, of uh, Donald Trump, uh, I, ha- I haven't run across very many shy Trump voters. Uh, they, they seem to be uh, uh, quite willing to uh, proclaim their support for Donald Trump, and uh, uh, even to the extent of because he is dismissing the use of masks, they will challenge someone who is wearing a mask. Uh, and as a matter of fact, if uh, you were to uh, uh, get Donald Trump to wear a mask and encourage his followers to uh, wear a mask, why uh, about 28% of them are uh, the vast majority of folks who do not wear masks. Mm. And so uh, uh, they follow him and they, they do what, they, uh, uh, what he tells them to do. And uh, uh, when he said, I could shoot someone on Fifth Ave or whatever the comment <laughs> was, uh, to a large extent, he's right. They are very much in tune to what he says. And uh, uh, they get their news from Fox News. And uh, uh, about 60 to the tune of about 65 percent, and the rest of them don't get their news from any particular place. And so they follow what Donald Trump says and what Fox News reports. Hmm. And uh, that is not set necessarily uh, reality in terms of uh, uh, the facts that uh, 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 surround what uh, Donald Trump says. Hmm. I think uh, the count recently is like 25,000 times that uh, uh, the fact checkers have documented that uh, he has not been uh, particularly truthful in his comments. Mm -hmm. And so uh, notwithstanding that, uh, his followers, uh, his supporters do uh, uh, believe what he says. And uh, uh, when you uh, think about uh, whether or not uh, there are shy uh, Trump voters who are not telling pollsters the right thing, uh, that just doesn't seem to... uh, uh, make sense to me because I think that uh, uh, they are more than happy to uh, explain that uh, uh, they are willing to do that. And as a, as a matter of fact, uh, one of the things that uh, uh, we do with uh, our media clients is we ask respondents whether or not they would be willing to uh, uh, have their name released and also the results of what they answer in the poll released to meet to the media so that they can be interviewed mm. and when you look at those people about 74 out of our 600 sample said that they would be willing to be interviewed and all but about a half a dozen said that they would allow our us to release their responses and when you tally up uh, how Biden would be running against Donald Trump among those that group of people uh, he was leading by 50 percent however in the poll it was a seven-point lead. So they may not want to discuss how they responded to a poll, but our data shows that they indeed Hmm. responded truthfully uh, to the poll because many of them didn't want to talk about it, but they they honestly gave their opinion. Yeah. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to keep talking with Tim Kiska and Bernie Porn about polling we are going to get to your comments as well on facebook and twitter and on the phones bernadette in old redford virginia in pontiac we'll hear from you if you want to join them 313-577-1019 is the number here on the phones we'll be right back with more detroit today
Detroit today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for joining us. We're talking about polling today and the advance of tomorrow's election and all the choices that people will make. What do you make of the polls that say that uh, Joe Biden is ahead by a pretty substantial number here in the state of Michigan and ahead nationally? Does that mean he is likely to win the election uh, tomorrow, or do you sort of question the accuracy of polling these days. Again, 313-577-1019 is the number here on the phones to join the conversation. You can also go to Twitter and Facebook and put comments there, and uh, we'll try to work them into the conversation. Let's start with Virginia and Pontiac. Virginia, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks a lot for taking my call. I'm yeah. usually commenting on Twitter, but I don't have power this morning, so oh. I thought oh, no. I'd call. <laughs> um, and a little part of Pontiac that doesn't have power. Did the wind have, knock it out? Yeah, Yeah, the wind, definitely, in the middle of the night. Um, but I just want to comment that I understand the science of polling, but in my heart, I won't feel good until, if I have power tomorrow, I'm on the net and TV, and I see polling places full of young people and people of color. And then I'll feel good the rest of the day, and if it takes a week, I'll even feel good. But until then, I'm still worried about the polls. Um, I used to get polled a lot when I had a home phone. Um, I'm a Democratic volunteer. I volunteered. I've been volunteering since 2000. Mm. And I hope the youth vote comes out this time because I didn't see them last time volunteering for Hillary, volunteering for Haley Stevens, volunteering, you know, in my area. So I... I so you're worried until you see... I'm worried. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm yeah. very worried that I hope that um, the Z generation or millennials really come out yeah. and uh, Virginia, Americans. Yeah, Virginia, I, I I really appreciate uh, the call and and those thoughts. Tim Kiska, uh, the the story in the Free Press this morning, in fact, is about a dramatic uptick in young voters, uh, college voters, college age voters. Um, what role is that going to play in not just your work on election night, but the the overall outcome? Well, I mean, it could play, a, I mean, a very big role, uh, you know, in the end. And by the way, you know, to, to your callers, your comment, yeah, I'm hearing, by the way, I'm sure you are, too. I mean, people are very, very nervous, uh, you know, about the, about the outcome. But mm-hmm. uh, in in the what, what role it plays in mind, we, we're going right to the precincts and getting the results uh, right smack out of the, right, you know, right out right from the right from the source. And we've got a couple in particular in uh, East Lansing, uh, one uh, in, in Isabella County, which is central Michigan territory, that we're hoping will we'll cough up some of that. But I, I think this this could be a game changer. I don't know what Bernie thinks, but uh, if these folks get out and vote, we're talking, uh, a, you know, a, a possible different outcome. Mm-hmm. Bernie, uh, what, uh, what do you make of that the, that story? Today in the free press is uh, is keying on on some of the things that uh, that are going into your poll as well. Well, among uh, those voters uh, under age thirty five, uh, they are uh, supporting Joe Biden by uh, uh, the highest percentage of uh, the vote. Uh, among those who are sixty five and over, are they are supporting Joe Biden by the highest percentages, and it's closer in the age groups in between uh, with. Uh, 50 to 64, slightly going toward Trump, and those uh, who are th- uh, uh, 35 to 49, uh, slightly going to uh, Joe Biden. And uh, so if there is a huge turnout among those 
uh, under age 35 and uh, younger voters, uh, uh, that bodes well for, uh, for Democrats. And there's one other point that I'd like to make. People are nervous, and the response to two questions tells you how. Uh, uh, who do you think will win the election for president? And it was we had a seven-point lead in terms of who they are voting for, but you had a 44% saying they thought Joe Biden would win, 42% said they thought Donald Trump would win. So the perception of the possibilities is uh, there's a lot of nervous people, I think, and, and, uh, and, and probably questioning the polls. That's one in this instance. The other one, even though uh, uh, it is generally projected that Democrats have an excellent chance of winning control of the U.S. Senate, and they uh, even point to the Democrats who are in the lead and likely to win, uh, and the one loss that uh, they're, they're expecting in Alabama, uh, 47% said that the Republicans will retain control of the U.S. Senate. 40% said Democrats will win hmm. uh, control of the U.S. Senate. So uh, a lot of what people are expressing in your show uh, is indeed what uh, the poll is showing. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, Virginia, thanks very much for the call and, uh, and your comments. Let's go to Bernadette in Old Redford. Bernadette, welcome to the show. Thank you, Stephen. Mm -hmm. In past elections, I would participate in telephone polling so that black, college-educated, NPR donors' uh, <laughs> views would be included. Would be represented, right? <laughs> but not anymore. I have a landline, and my phone has been ringing off the hook. Mm. Thank goodness for caller ID. I don't have that many friends. Uh, <laughs> You're not answering polling, it, huh, Bernadette? <laughs> all this polling reminds me of kids just before Christmas trying to run through the house to see where Santa's stash is. Sometimes you're just going to have to wait. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I think you're absolutely right. And it's interesting to me that you have a landline and that that landline is is blowing up with, with polling calls. I have, uh, you know, a cell phone like most people do, and I don't have a landline. But my cell phone has been inundated with polling calls as well. They're, uh, not just polling calls, but, of course, campaign calls that people urging me to vote one way or another, both on phone, you know, the phone part of it, but but also on on text. Um, uh, Tim, uh, to talk about uh, this, uh, again, this, this, this annoyance, I guess, that people have with all of these things and whether that, that makes it harder to predict accurately what, what's going on because so many people, well, like Bernadette, they just kind of opt out. Oh, right, right. And I think Bernie could really speak to that. But yeah, it's, it's a major, 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 uh, you know, problem. Um, I noticed that Steve Mitchell, who uh, does some of this stuff, has been texting people under 45 mm -hmm. and, and getting numbers that way. But yes, it's a, it's a real, um, it's a real problem uh, in terms of getting accurate information because, yeah, I mean, what's the national, what's, what's the natural inclination if you see a number on your cell phone? You don't know what the number is. You're going to pick it up, not going to pick it up. I mean, you're probably not going to pick it up. Yeah. Uh, so that makes life a lot harder, you know, for somebody doing survey research. Uh, and there are ways around that statistically. Uh, Bernie talks uh, talks about waiting, you know, so mm -hmm. you can hypothetically, if you're a little bit light 
you know, in your survey in, in people, let's say, 18 to 24 or whatever the case, you can, you can mathematically adjust for that. But you'd rather not. You'd rather get the numbers. And, and, and there are all kinds of things that folks are working on these days to, uh, uh, you know, get that, get that problem. I don't know if it's a problem. I mean, it's, it, but that, that challenge figured out. Yeah. Uh, Bernie, what about this resistance that some people have to participating in polls? How do you, how do you account for that? Well, you have to uh, make more calls to uh, get the responses. And uh, you assume, uh, based on the probabilities, that uh, the folks who finally participate are not leaning toward one side or the other, and it's an ad- ad- adequate uh, uh, sampling of, uh, of uh, respondents. And uh, every pollster has increased uh, uh, the percentage that they uh, make, uh, uh, calls that they make to uh, cell phones. We started out a few years ago making 20% cell phone calls and then up to 30 percent and then uh, we were going with 40 percent in this election cycle we are at 50 percent and there are some uh, uh, national pollsters uh, that uh, are doing uh, like 65 percent cell phones to make sure that uh, young voters and uh, and the representation of of the populace has an adequate opportunity to participate. Mm -hmm. So uh, before I let you two go, I want to get a prediction from you, and it's not a prediction. It's not the same kind of prediction I would ask other people. How how accurate uh, will the polls end up being this year uh, in terms of the outcome, both here in Michigan and in the national sense? Uh, Bernie, I'll start with you. I think they're going to be extremely accurate, and uh, I would be surprised if— uh, if uh, there is this uh, uh, error uh, that uh, benefits uh, Donald Trump uh, all that much, uh, uh, based on the number of polls, the quality of the polls, and I think uh, just the uh, the whole environment, which is different than uh, 2016. Mm. Uh, Tim, how how accurate do you think the data that you use on election day with these key precincts? Uh, we'll end up uh, we'll end up being tomorrow. I think we'll be okay. My big challenge is we've sent people to the precincts. We're going to be getting the day of vote there, but the folks that you know the, the, where they process mail-in votes, AV votes, may be a little bit later. So you may get a wave. My first wave may be okay. I'm getting numbers off the backs of machines from 80 precincts, but mm-hmm. that's, some of these places are including AVs. Some not mail-in vote. Well, that mail-in vote could be 60% of the vote. Um, And so for that reason, I'm being very cautious. I've made arrangements to get get at that 60%. Uh, The only question I've got is you you don't know when that 60% is going to come in. Shows up, Uh, sure. I mean, uh, Jocelyn Benson has been saying possibly Friday. I think most people seem to think most of it will be in. I don't know what Bernie's hearing in his circles, but Tuesday night, early Wednesday morning, so that's what I'm kind of. That's my challenge: is to make make sure mathematically I'm parsing this thing from day of versus. And by the way, those numbers could be drastically different. Yeah. You know, you could get a certain number, you know, in that in that day of vote, and and a different winner in that mail-in vote is entirely possible. Uh, in fact, I would even argue probable. Um, so, for that reason, we're being very very cautious. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, go ahead, Bernie. I could pipe in 66% of those who are voting by absentee ballot 
are voting for Joe Biden, and uh, 69% of those who are planning on showing up at the polls on election day, which will be less than those who are voting by absentee ballot, say they're going to vote for Donald Trump. So if the only release of information is those who voted on election day, uh, you, you could have uh, Trump supporters uh, downright giddy and uh, 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 Biden supporters uh, maybe suicidal based on what they're hearing on election night. Uh, from what, what I heard Jocelyn Benson say in an interview yesterday, they're going to try and release uh, uh, absentee balloting as they are being processed, which can begin uh, well, when the polls open tomorrow, and they'll be processing the absentees all day long. Hmm. So then when the polls close, they're going to probably try to release a mix of both so that uh, uh, that can be avoided. But I'm not sure whether all states are doing that. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, by the way, I've talked to probably at least three dozen uh you know, local clerks, municipal clerks, and they're all saying the same thing. They seem to think that they can get this thing done Tuesday night and release it not long after eight. Wow. Uh, That'd be something. Um, well, I mean, they seem to be, you know, I mean, they, they, they know they, you know, short version, uh, talked to the clerk in Romulus. And she went out and bought another $35,000 machine uh, just to make sure that this stuff could get done yeah. properly. Yeah. So that's what that's we are facing these days. Yeah. Okay, Tim Kiska and Bernie Porn, two guys who have been at this for such a long time and are real pros at uh, figuring out what people are going to do on Election Day. It was really great to have you here with us on Detroit Today. Thanks very much. You're very welcome. Thank you. We're going to take another quick break, and when we come back, Debbie Dingle is going to join us to talk about what she is seeing ahead of Election Day. And... She's going to rub my nose in it, I'm sure, a little bit, about four years ago when she told me what was going to happen, and I did not believe. Stay with us for more Detroit Today.